Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs, mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one so feel free to chime in as we go along without further ado today's episode Welcome to Vagina Talks. I am Sophia Wise One, and we are here together again. It's just you and me today, so go ahead and get settled. Take a deep breath because we are here in the season of grief. I actually call autumn the season of acknowledgement and ancestors, and the element of acknowledgement really is twofold and it is an element of gratitude and an element of grief. When we acknowledge what's really happening, when we become deeply present about what has occurred, what is occurring in the moment and and the trajectory that we're currently on, whether or not we're engaging to change it or not, what often happens when we get really present and clear in that space is that we see things that we are grateful for. We feel the blessings, even just in the basis way of a life that we're here, that we're still here, or that the people we love are here, or that things turned out in a way that 
we're here, you know? So even in the simplest way, when we can become really present and, and connected to our life force, there's an element of gratitude. And then the, the poetry of gratitude that can come from acknowledging the beauty of our life that is really limitless. At the same time, acknowledgement also is a process that stimulates a letting go and change. When we really acknowledge something, there's often a completion that occurs. Often when we're holding emotions or feelings and we're expecting or wanting or needing something, a lot of the time we... a lot of us, like often, a lot of us often have the experience of wanting a thing or an experience. When once we have our experience acknowledged, we can settle. And our attachment to the experience that we had or even what we thought we were going to get can often shift and become a much more malleable space. So this a really kind of classic answer for this is an example of this is when we're really irritated or frustrated with something and we want someone to do something different. So we're really frustrated and we didn't like that they did the thing and we don't want them to do it again and this is what it is. When someone belittles that anger or frustration, it only feeds most of the time (laughs) it just feeds that sense of like no I'm really like double down commitment this is really frustrating and I'm not into it and I don't want it when that frustration gets acknowledged there's like wash that often happens oh okay and the previous attachment of what we wanted to have happen often softens or opens up and so it's maybe not that I never want you to borrow my car again. It's that if you're going to borrow my car and or if we're going to share things at all or if we're going to have – I want to have a different experience in how we're doing the thing. That often when we get upset or stuck on something, we can get very controlling about what we want the future to be. But once we have that experience acknowledged, we can be reconnected to our more creative self. So because – of that, this is, I don't. I don't know if I've ever quite talked about it like this before, but this is this is the angle we're coming in on today. Because of that element, the one of the things that happens is we change, and one of the things that happens when we're deeply acknowledged and we're changed is that we have to let go. We have to let go of what happened. We have to let go of who we were. We have to let go of who someone else was, and all change has a appropriate grief because all change is a loss. All change is loss. Even the most welcome, beautiful part. And grief doesn't necessarily have to be devastating grief or uh, kind of mind shattering or heart shattering grief. Grief is, is dynamic in and of itself. It's a word that is used to kind of, I think maybe even talk about a lot of emotions, but there is a a space or an element that is that fits into the category of grief and that when we're when we're grieving something that is devastating or heartbreaking there is I'm really quieting here because I think a lot of us are grieving heartbreak right now Again, because we're in this season, we're seasonally supported 
and if you're in the southern hemisphere then this is the like flip right so you're in spring right now which is its own rapid growth and has grief elements to it but has a little a little bit of a different flair but the the autumnal energy is shedding and it's sorting and it's preparation and it's to and it's again it's acknowledgement because to responsibly prepare and to responsibly let go we want to know what we're what what's at hand what we're dealing with what is it? And so to sort the wheat from the chaff, the part we're going to keep, to sort the harvest, the part we're going to can, the part we're going to eat now, the parts we're going to store, the parts that we're going to use as compost, right? Is really, we do that best when we really see what's before us. If we're in a really rushed sense or going quickly through the harvest, we're very likely to compost things that are not, that could be used in a different way to eat more, like feast more some of the things that might want to be canned or can things that don't, that aren't there. When we're in real deep presence with what our harvest is, then we can really navigate, optimize what's happening there. And so this is both not a metaphor because we're actually doing many of the, this is happening literally every day. I'm, I'm here in Southern California and there's a lot of farmland here and there's a I mean, they have, they have harvest season <laughs> a, a lot of the time, but even so there's this, there's an element that's happening. I like, I get, to, I, I really like metaphors. I like to take them as far as I can. And then at a certain point, it's like, it's not a metaphor. It's just the thing that's happening. Okay. So we're here and we're acknowledging what's happening and this is the part that it's like I have to slow down in my own self because it catches in my own heart and it catches in my belly there's so much acknowledging happening right now that's devastating there's so many women coming forward especially Dr. Ford really opened a door for women of that generation and before and after to start telling stories that for all the reasons they haven't told before or haven't told in a long time or that normalize like, oh, that's just what happens. But as this dialogue changes and as, and as we awaken and we, I think we look to our children or we look to our teenagers, we look to our daughters and our granddaughters and our nieces, and we like look to our, our, our kin, our family, and we say, would I want that to happen to someone else who was innocent or young or coming into this? And that heartbreak, that open that says, like, no, like, no, even if I, even if I could tolerate it as being okay or just what it is, now that that's been brought into question, the answer to the question is no. And that is a really intense turning point. And that is, I, I really encourage you if you've been having, um, I don't know, feelings right now around all of this stuff, to, I offer you the perspective of good news in this because I have had these conversations for decades with people in which they do not want to acknowledge how not okay their experience was, right? 
meaning they want to reinforce that it was okay and that it's just how it is. And there's been this uplift and this upheaval and this voice and this rising tide that says, no, actually, just because it's common doesn't mean it's right or appropriate or okay. So this is actually progressive news that there is this disturbance in the normalcy. That being said, it's also really painful. It's painful to watch. It's painful to hear. And a lot of people are not resourced in processing trauma stories. They're not resourced in processing their own trauma because the story and the habit has been don't look at it. And if you do look at it enough to get the right medication, there are a lot of people in that. And there's a whole other massive population of just being decades, centuries deep in resilience and just surviving uh, perpetual trauma and, and nourishing in this way. And so this midpoint of bringing these conversations forward and having progressive conversation through our trauma stories is new skill set for way more than the majority. We're talking most, most, most people are boggled by the process of how you tell an upsetting story and become more whole, not just heartbroken. How do you move from heartbreak to wholeness? How do you move from devastation into bliss? And when we have a perspective of alchemy, the more lead you have, the more gold you have. The more poison you have, the more medicine you have. So those who are carrying these trauma stories and bringing these trauma stories forward have the potential to be carrying massive medicine. And they are. Many people are. And many people, <laughs> are their, their minds, their hearts, their bodies are spinning. Now, we add to this for you... And for me, as sensitive beings who feel, feel our feelings and feel the feelings of those around us, because most of us, most likely, you're sitting with me right now, you have some degree of not only empathy, but being an empath, right? Let me know if that's not true, but I'm just going to go off that, that you feel, literally feel other people's feelings. And so when we have mass upheaval of people's feelings that are not being processed, is a lot of interference to navigate. And the other thing is when we're the people who are caretakers or uh, emotional holders for people, we can get the brunt of, uh, of that. And the brunt of that can look like a lot of things. It can look like getting a lot of phone calls or getting a lot of texts. It can also get the brunt of that as people stop responding and people not talking. You can be the person, if you're kind to people, you can often be the person that you get projected upon. So their unprocessed grief often turns into a rage or anger, and then that gets projected onto strangers or close ones or whatever it is. So as we're collectively moving through this deep grief, appropriate grief, heartbreaking grief of, wow, we're just 
hurting each other. We've just been getting hurt and acting like it's okay for a long time. That's, I mean, that's a war culture. I think this is another thing that I want to bring up. Like I am, I am in full support of talking and naming and changing the dialogue around and behavior shifting. If you you're with me if you're like with me on this journey then you know I believe in a world in which rape culture is the past I also want to reinforce that rape culture is war culture they're not separate rape has been and continues to be a major tool of war colonization imperialization it is war It breaks bodies, it breaks spirits, it breaks hearts. Deep breath. And so what's going to happen as we move forward in this, and this may take a couple years, okay, this start for this dialogue to shift. It may start sooner than this. Well, never underestimate what thousands and millions of, of women and queers can do and awakened beings can do in a short amount of time. The, the acknowledgement, right, that rape culture, white supremacy, colonization is all of that is war culture. All of that is controlling land and people. And so when we're talking about fundamentally changing the way that we hold each other, the way that we tend each other, the way that we navigate, we're talking about ending, completing, laying war culture to rest and allowing peace culture, peacemaking culture, consent culture, collaborative culture, mutual benefit culture to the forefront. And this is where so many indigenous teachers and teaching get to be listened to. We do not have to make up all of this. We get to make up some of it because we are new and we are in a live, creative, evolutionary stage. It's not about going backwards and just doing it back there then. It's about taking everything that we've learned and creating a new way of being in our beings and with each other. That's what it's about. And what I'm saying is we have teachers and we have models. Just like we have plenty of models for war culture that have been uplifted and normalized, there are pl- plenty of, and then, <laughs> whew, and then uh, let's get honest here, you know, work culture lifted up, normalized, and advanced. Work culture is, ma- is being advanced at, it gets the most money, it's the thing that gets the most advancement, and what I'm saying is that we can shift so that peace culture gets, we get to go to the resources that we have and let that get all the advancement. I mean, imagine, join me, imagine a world in which we put all of the resources, technology, research, uh, money, people power, land, 
that we've put into war, into peacemaking, and the advancement of what happens there. The advancement of happens there. One of the things, this is, I get really nerd, I love to nerd out about this, which is, and I just, I just keep, I just keep putting it out there, which is that in sci-fi, science fiction, there's this, there's this, and I guess it's like not just science fiction, it's also just in science, there's this um, notion of terraforming, which is when you go to another planet and you, you terra, you make it Terran, Terra being Earth, you, you turn the form into an Earth-like uh, landscape so that um, Earthlings can dwell there. And what I keep coming to, and that's a colonizing concept. We go to another planet that has its own system and we just, we just take it over and make our own system. Okay? Which, I don't know. I'm not even going to put like a moral, like right or wrong, but that's a thing, right? That's a concept. That's a perpetuation of that. That's what that is. Whether it's right or wrong, that's what, what, that's what that is. And there's a lot of ways to do that. There would be a way to terraform another planet in a consensually mutual beneficial way. I believe that. Okay. So I don't want to make it that, you know, it's, it's, it's both the tool and the intent, um, and the consent that, that determines whether something is a, a tool of peacemaking or a tool of war, okay? Or a tool of liberation or a tool of evolution um, or a tool of domination, okay? So terraforming, one of the things that I keep saying in this notion of peacemaking is we can take the same technology only instead of using it to colonize or to go take over somewhere else to destroy this planet and go make another one is to use that same technology to rebuild our own planet. And I have this idea, I have this idea of um, the way that ecosystems aren't just, um, it's not just the way in which they, it's not just what's there, but it's the shape of what's there. So like a rainforest works because of the layers of like the tops of the trees and then in the trees and then the base ground layer and then underneath the ground and the environments that happen in those spaces. And so even if you just replanted all the same plants, the thriving of that space without the without the right ground cover then the base plants will take longer to grow because they need all of these layers right and so i have this vision of of 3d printing ecological landscapes with the proper composted material so that you would plant everything in the right environment but then as the things grow, they could eat the set. So you set the stage, you like build a set of, of what it would ideally grow as. And you can kind of see this sometimes when you go to, um, if you ever go to like, um, what are they called? Agriculture, permaculture, what are they called? They're called like arboretums, botanical gardens. When you go into botanical gardens and you see that they have this whole landscape of different layers and, um, you know, all of these things. So you build the set, but then you make the set digestible by the plants itself. So, so I'm talking about, right. I'm talking about what it is to turn our focus towards the advancement of, of, of mutual consent peacemaking. And, and the other thing that goes into that, which is not separate is creative arts process. You know, 
people talk a lot about how um, they don't know how to end violence in schools or um, neighborhoods. And I just, in case you don't know this, I want you to just understand right now that that's a lie. That is entirely a lie. For decades, we have seen documented results of putting arts into schools and violence going down. Arts. Give them a band, give them a stage, give them a script, give them a dance teacher, give them a music teacher. Okay, so in case that's news to you, I want you to take that in. It's not confusing. It's not confusing how we make peace. Say it with me. It's not confusing how we make peace. It's not confusing how we make peace. We know how to make peace. I want to offer all of us that mantra right now, like that practice, that phrase that we know how to make peace. We have that knowledge. And there are, like I said, there are teachers and there are lineages and there are teachings and there is science that is happening. There is research happening around trauma recovery. That's what I'm saying, right? There's tons of health and, and, and health to me and peace. They, they, are the, they go right in there, right? They go right in that space. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about peace of the body, peace of the mind, peace of the earth. We're talking about health, okay? So you can anywhere I say peace, you can write, re- replace the word health, and we are still right on track, okay? A health culture. Real health. And real health is not the same for everyone, though there are consistent elements. Okay. (sighs) What else do I want to say about this right now? Right. Okay. So this season, what do we do? What do we do? So one of the things that we do is we do gratitude and grief rituals. They can be one and the same. We can do them together. They can be the same ritual. They can be two different rituals you do at the same time. Um, it can, and by ritual, for me, the definition of a ritual is you have like a, you have an intention of something you want to do. You have an opening, you have an addressing of that um, intention or focus, and you have a closing. And if you have those three elements, you have a ritual. Okay. So, um, so it could be going around the dinner table and having everybody share something that they are, um, that's feeling very heavy in their heart that they are thinking about that they are asking to let go and something that they've that they're feeling really grateful for that they they want to acknowledge okay it can be that simple you can do that journaling you can do it in the morning you can do it in the night if you're feeling really heavy around all this stuff i'll put a link in the show notes to uh a grief ritual that's a, a writing prompt base that you can do with yourself or you can do with a couple friends or family. 
And one of the things, especially if you're feeling angry and irritable, I really recommend you take the time. If you're feeling really impatient, you take the time to get connected to your grief. So the second piece that I just want to touch on here is I really want to give more bandwidth time, like some focus too, but I want to name here in this moment is ancestors. Sometimes this time is called the thinning of the veil. And so we have the, um, you have lots of different, um, religions or traditions that have elements in the autumn time that are about shedding, letting go ancestors or communing across the, the veil. Okay. And so this is a really powerful time. I'll include this too. I also have two practices to do for healing with your ancestors. Um, one being called recent ancestors and the recent ancestors are, um, you know, someone that you knew or someone that you heard a tale of. So your grandmother or your great grandfather, that kind of thing, or your aunt, your great aunt, you know, this, someone you either knew, um, or someone that you, you kind of, you have stories about in that way. You have some, you feel like you have a little bit more of a direct connection. And then what I call big ancestors. And so that's that big river line and you can do healing with, with both. And that can be really, really helpful. And it can be really helpful in this time, especially because what we're doing right now is we're bridging. Ancestors are just really with us right now. And we're, we're, we're bridging, we're thresholding. We're moving from one paradigm into the next. And so to work with the lineage that has brought us to this place and to heal the lineage that has brought us to the place is also the way in which we heal the lineage moving into the next place. Okay, so when we heal the rape of six generations back, we help heal and protect the bodies and the sacredness and the sacredness of their sexuality of six generations forward. Linear, nonlinear, simultaneous. I'm sure there are equations that could be written and there are a limit. There's limitless around all of this. Okay. All right, take a breath. I'm feeling like this was a lot <laughs> and like, in a, in, I feel like in a good, like in a good way for me. And I'm going to move towards kind of closing this out right now. I'm going to share a little bit. I, uh, skipped last week's episode. We started the training ground last weekend and then I am back on the road. I am in Southern California right now. And just that transition of wrapping up being on the East coast for a few months and, and transitioning out here to being in to the West and traveling around for the next two months was, was a big week of transition in the midst of everything else. And, uh, so we're going to do, we're going to keep the episodes coming from this Monday, do every other week. Um, I'm hoping to looking towards, um, bringing the show back to an every week model, but we'll see kind of when and how that happens. Just sharing that with you. But that's on my it's on my mind and heart. I am touring. I made a game. I don't know how much we've talked about this ever. I think I talk about it sometimes, but I made a game. It's called 
I love my life card game and Oracle deck. And it's, uh, it's a bunch of teachings and a bunch of practices and you can play it in your living room and do a thing. I kickstarted this two and a half years ago. I was like, it'll be out in six months. Um, learning, uh, right now I am in the process of play testing that. And so I'm actually traveling around here, um, in, this is the training ground just to, I was, whatever it's all. So it's happening in Philly and, um, and California and New Mexico. I, what I say is, and I feel the truth asking, asking of something different of me. And what I'm doing right now is I'm play testing the game. So if you are on the West coast or in the Southwest and you want to play my game in your living room, you want to host me, uh, send me a message, reach out and, uh, see kind of if it's on the route or put it on the route, I'd be happy to come and, and, and play the game and facilitate the game and just hang out and, and meet people, meet you in person. Um, that being said, if you're on the West coast and you just want to meet up, let me know. Um, going through LA and San Jose and Santa Monica and San Francisco and some other places yet to be determined. So I'd be happy to meet you in person and sit at a coffee shop or play a game in your living room. So let me know if you want to do that. So yeah. And let me know kind of, I just, I'm curious, you know, like what is happening for you? What are you grieving? What are you sell it? What are you acknowledging? What are you gratitude for? Yeah. <sighs> I already did this visioning. It came through like really clear. Um, But I just want to name again the world where we're going. This paradigm is one in which the base culture is a peace, is a health culture. We live in a peace and health culture world on a peace and health culture planet. We're invested, alive, and evolving in relationship with what that is now. Allowing what it was to be what it was, allowing what it is to be what it needs to be, and allowing what it needs to become to to fully move into that. That's the life. That's the world. That's what we're doing. And the way that we do that is we show up now, as it is. As it is. And we love and alchemize and make peace And make peace through acknowledgement and kindness. Hmm. I'm going to close with a poem. It is a quake. Every time I trade control, anticipation, mitigation of pain, manipulation, for listening. Bones tremble as I hand the flesh of my body to the tool and hands of the beloved. Heart, skin ripple, thigh muscles relax. And I choose again to give my life to faith.
Have you ever wondered if anyone has risked it all for the love of you? Know this, I have risked it all and I will do it again. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseone, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.